Hi, my name is PK from Almost Inevitable Design, and this is the $2.4 million podcast where we talk about web design, web development, and WordPress. Just a heads up, I might be using a bit of profanity at times, which is why I checked on the explicit tag. Also, if you're enjoying this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you left me a good rating on iTunes and Spotify. And if you have any questions, feel free to come down to almostinevitable.com and leave a comment. Also, if you have any friends who will need to hear this, go ahead and recommend it and share it, please. Cool. I think I got through that whole uh, introduction bit pretty well without even um, stuttering once or, <laughs> or cursing or anything, right? Okay, so we are on to episode 015 or episode 15. And the title is Bored. Uh, if you have listened to rock heavy metal um, in the 90s, Bored would be a title that you recognize. If you don't, it is Deftones. It is off of their uh, 1995 debut album, Adrenaline. It is t- song number one. And it's a really good song. So uh, have to check it out. It's a, if you watch the video, it feels 1990s and it feels really, um, you know, it's called new metal, NU new metal. Uh, it's you know like a mixture of a little bit of a hip hop flavor with with a lot of um, heavy metal, but it's still metal. But you know, it's a little new <laughs> metal. That's why it's called new metal. All right. So why is this called bored? Um, well. Right now, we're going through um, a nine-step web design process, right? So from we just finished step number five, which is getting client approval, and we're going to go into step number six next week, uh, which is actually going through the preview build. It means we're actually building WordPress. So it's going to be a pretty um, massive topic to talk about. but for now, just in between, might as well talk about something um, that we, I think, should consider, such as what happens when you're bored of the same old designs and how do you find new inspirations? Where do you go? What do you do? And here are some of my ideas. Here are some, a lot of links actually um, that you can check out. And I do have some more here and there. I've saved lots of libraries for inspirations and stuff, but. Um, just the general idea is what we're going to go through, and of course, I'm going to add some links. Um, if you have any good suggestions for anyone to check out, then come, please come to the website, comment below, and just leave some links so everybody can come check it out. Okay? All right. So, um, have you noticed that a lot of people end up with really crappy sites, like especially? you know, like small local businesses and the people who make those websites for those small local businesses, they're really, I don't know, really, they, they, they've got a chip on their shoulder. They're really proud of their shit. And, you know, they, they really talk the talk and, and, you know, act like they're just really all that hot shit. But if you check out their websites, even their own portfolio website, it's a lot of them are just fucking shit. Some fucking bullshit people out there, man. Um, if your portfolio website is shit, but you think you're not and you get offended, well, fuck you, get better. And if you, <laughs> I don't know if this is um, this is gonna 
cause trouble with my ratings or not, but I don't care. I don't care, right? Anyways, so uh, if <clears throat> what I've noticed is a lot of people, um, see, not all people are designers. The people who end up taking web creation projects and web creation jobs and get paid for those web creation work not all of them are designers. Not all of them are developers either. And not all of them are marketers either. It's a mix of everyone. And then you got some hobbyists just trying to see if you can make some money. And you got some people who are just have no idea what they're doing. And there's a lot of different people. People are trying to start and trying to get some practice. It, it's all fine. Everybody can have a piece of the pie because there's so many jobs out there, right? But, uh, oh, if you want to learn how to, if you want to see what I think or hear, because it's audio, if you want to hear what I think, uh, how you should get more jobs, I guess, um, check out, ooh, shit, what, which episode was that? Was it 14? Mm, 13? Where'd it go? 13. It's probably 13. Check out episode 13 and um, it will be about uh, getting new clients. Anyways, oh, door-to-door -door cannibals. That's right. And getting new clients. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, so because there are so many people out there who need websites and there's so many uh, projects out there, there's a lot of different ways that it can fall onto your lap or there are a lot of different ways that uh, people start a project, you know, so Everybody has a different skill set and sometimes like designers when they look at what for example Marketers, I'm sorry, but I'm just gonna speak in general because we have different skill sets Designers might look at a marketers website and say that is so clunky. That is so uh, um, unfinessed marketers might look at a designer's website designers result and say that is way too designy <laughs> that's not a word that's way too uh, focusing on the aesthetics and not actually delivering the message i think that's a bad designer but still some marketers might think that and some developers will look at other marketers or designers websites and say what the fuck is that how did you what are you what are you doing you can't make websites like that what the fuck you know so <laughs> developers are the only ones cussing no, everybody's cussing at each other right so that that happens everybody has different ideas right i think um we can all learn from each other and that's why everybody posts blog posts and everything and it's good to get a healthy mix of what everybody's writing right but at the end of the day if you start working in your niche if you start making a lot of websites um, unless they are so vastly different in aesthetics or style or brand it's you get caught into a rut it's very easy to do that and even if it's just and like if at, at an agency maybe you have two three designers for example and they if they start feeding off of each other they've come up with good ideas but in the end like after a few websites and stuff it sometimes it might sound look similar and you might start getting into a sort of a like I said a rut or just a, a pattern you know and 
that's never good, right? And if you're doing it alone as a freelancer, it's even worse. It's, re it's really hard to find good design inspiration because if you go on Google, you type in design inspiration and it's on the first page, you know, first page of SERP, it's called SERP, search engine result page. On page one, it's pretty much all the same links. Everybody just checks those out, like 20 awesome websites that parallax, fuck off, come on. That's, it's always the same shit, right? So uh, if you check out the cool parallax pages, there's this one where you get like um, money, money a bank type thing, and you get this one guy who married and is talking about the whole um, marriage story where he met his wife and all that. So that's really cool. It's really made well, but you get to see the same shit over and over. Firewatch, you get to see that website all the time when you, whenever you search for parallax uh, um, inspirations and stuff. So, so it's hard to get a good mixture of all different kinds of styles or at least find something that you really want to try out, you know? So uh, here are some ideas that I think might help, right? Let's start with, uh, I have five of those. Let's start with number one. First of all, here's something that you should not do. It is checking out the same industry. So, and, and of course, you know, of course, even worse when it's on Google, but uh, a lot of times what happens is when a client comes to you, let's say the client is a roofing company, client <laughs> roofing company, roofing websites have really boring images. I mean, there's no way out of it. I mean, pictures of a bunch of roofs, come on. It's really hard to find good roofing images. Ah, it's so hard. Anyways, let's get, in, let's get into <laughs> So you talk to a roofing company, um, they're going to be like, oh, what are your competitors? And you look at the competitor's website and you're like, oh, fuck, this is all ugly. All of them are ugly because all of them are probably, you know, just low budget shit. Most of the local websites are just really, they, ah, fuck me. Like we talked about, I've talked about this before, but they're like, you get, it's not even like the really crappy local websites aren't even that cheap. Some of them have been made by fuckfaces who charge so much for it. And then they're like, this is the best website ever. If I can, if this website makes you a certain amount of money, don't you think it's worth this much? No, fuck off. No, we can talk about this later. But, oh, fuck, value-based pricing is just uh, so, it, it, there's a certain level that you can get into that, but really not with local companies that are just, you know, anyways. Um, so if you look at a lot of their competitors' websites, most of them will be shit. I've, I've seen that so many times. Most of them will be shit. Their website is also probably shit. Um, you looking at those websites for inspiration, it's not going to help at all. Not going to help at all. So let's say if you're looking for a roofing company, you go look for roofing website inspirations. Not many is going to turn up. And it's going to be hard to find them. And then you look like you, you search in your area, roofing, whatever, in your area. And then you check out the top 10 websites for roofing in your area. You're not going to see anything proper. It's, it's not going to be good. Come on. So what do you do? So what I wanted to say about this first item is don't look at the same industry. Try to look at some totally randomly different industry, but just needs to do the same thing. For example, the roofing industry, let's say for example, a roofing industry, uh, most of them 
are going to be local, all right? It's going to be very, very local. And let's say, for example, you get uh, weather damage, like hail. Hail has just gone through um, Queensland recently, our area, southeast Queensland. And some people have had actual proper, really serious roofing damage, roof damage. And those people go online, search for a roofing company in their area. And that's the whole point. That is what roof... I've actually talked to an SEO person who did SEO work for a roofing company. And as soon as she sees hail in the weather report in that area, whatever area that the company can reach, as soon as that happens, she starts posting like crazy with that area in the keywords. And then it will turn up. So people call them, you know, that's, that's what they do. It's, it's insane, but it's actually how that works. It's really weird. It's really cool. Um, but those kind of things, right? So let's say you're a roofing company and you do that, right? Now, those kinds of call to actions, those kind of purposes of those websites would probably work in, let's say, another similar kind of field. What, what kind of field do you need? You need someone who's very local, um, someone who, of course, also roofing, it's not as immediate. All you need to do is have someone come out and give you a quote or check out the roof or, you know, you need someone to come out for a free quote quickly. That's all you need because no one's going to be buying from the website. So don't look at e-commerce website. Of course not, right? But think about something where someone would come out for a quote, Right? And of course, the thing is, you're pretty much in a similar uh, space. So you're going to end up with something like, um, let's say, for example, a fencing company, you know, or uh, a lawn, lawn trimming. Don't, they don't come out for quotes. Fencing does. Um, drive, driveway, paving, indus, paving companies would do that, you know. So... If you check out those websites, there could be things that they're doing well. I don't know. Most of them would be still pretty local, pretty shit sites, but they you can at least see some of them that are doing whatever they're doing well in terms of SEO, maybe in terms of having a contact form. And also, one thing that I've noticed, especially in this kind of uh, those kind of websites, uh, I, I saw I was I was looking at a friend who was doing that. You know, um, I asked him. Well, I didn't ask him, but I saw him trying to get a quote for a windshield. And what he did was he just went on Google and wrote down our city and put in windshield mechanic or something. And then clicked on the first three <laughs> and in different tabs. And what he did was he had a little um, paragraph that he wrote, right? So he... Went onto the website, looked around for the contact form, put in the paragraph, click submit, close the tab. Next website, looked around for the contact form, couldn't find it, close the tab. Next website, looked around for the contact form, found it, put in the paragraph, click send, and close the tab. Went to number four in the SEO results, and then went to that website, found the contact form, posted, pasted the paragraph, and just click send. Watching that really helped me a lot in understanding how this works, seriously. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, what he did was, uh, what you need actually is just having, if you're like an industry where you need just a quote, 
just a quote, right? Or if you need something like where you need someone to come out for a quote, they don't want to write long paragraphs or whatever. It's just, I'll give you a call, leave your number. That's all you need, right? So that's what they do. So that's what you need to put up in the, above the fold. For some reason that works, right? You don't need to go around checking if this guy is certified. Well, you do need to check if he's certified, but you know, that all comes later once after you just you know, ask a few people for a quote, right? So what he did was like, my friends always tell me to ask three people for a quote and go with the middle one. <laughs> that, I learned so much from watching him use the internet. It's so fascinating because it's so different from what, what I do. If I go to a website, I check if it's WordPress or Joomla or if it's on whatever, if it's on Wix, I say fuck you and close a tab and I check if it's WordPress, I check if it's Contact Form 7 or if it's Gravity Forms. <laughs> I take so long and I'm looking at the website, checking out the uh, load times and everything. I just wander off doing other stuff. But he, yeah, so that's one thing. Don't just check your um, immediate competitors. Also, don't just check uh, your area because let's say, for example, you're in my area, all right? My area, Sunshine Coast in Queensland, it's not a large city. It's not a large city. And it's just made of a bunch of suburbs here and there, right? Um, but compare that to, let's say, for example, you're, you are a roofing company in Sunshine Coast, right? Now, it's, that's the name. That's the name of the city, Sunshine Coast. It's just what? Anyways, um, we do get a lot of sunshine. So let's say you're a roofing company in Sunshine Coast, but you look for other, let's say, for example, fencing companies and try to get inspiration from those websites. It's not going to work right? So if you're going to check out competitors or similar industries, at least go to a much higher competition area. Check out roofing in Sydney. Check out roofing in Melbourne. All right. Now you don't pronounce the R as wrong, as strongly. And when you say Melbourne, I think people here say Melbourne, Mel Melbourne. I don't know. I can't say it. I can't, I don't, I'm not good with their Australian accent, but um, yeah. So I'm just going to say Melbourne. None of the places in Australia are pronounced as they're spelled. Brisbane is bris, spelled Brisbane. Sydney is spelled Sydney. <laughs> Melbourne is spelled Melbourne. Melbourne. Because it's born into born ultimate born. What is it? Fuck. What's, what's the movie with Matt Damon? The Bourne series. Yeah. Bourne series. Yeah. Anyways. So <clears throat> at least like if, if, like if you're in like where I used to live, Lubbock, Texas, and you look for, a, I used to live in fuck nowhere in Texas, Lubbock, Texas, and um, you're looking for a roofing company, you're making a website for a roofing company in Lubbock, Texas, at least look for one in Dallas or Houston. So at least you know what is Texan enough and actually will get good results because that's why they're up there on the top, you know? So check some of those ones out, not just in your immediate area because there's there's not much. You got to do better than those, all right? I think I'm talk, talking about this way too long. I'll go to number two now because these are all pretty similar, not similar, but connected, all right? So let's go to number two, okay? Now, on a similar vein, stop asking people for inspiration or links or posts or ask, asking them to post links, all right? The reason is, um, a lot of times what happens is, you know, you know how like, um, when, when people 
in a very similar now I, I know a lot of web a lot of people who create websites have different backgrounds they have different niches they have different skill sets everybody's different of course however still in the end we're all pretty much web creators right right yeah right so and especially if you're all in uh, this like for example I congregate on the Divi Facebook groups a lot the most so of course the inspiration or or like their proud websites whatever websites that they post will be in Divi and unless you take a very lateral approach to Divi a lot of the stuff are gonna look pretty similar so you're not gonna get too much of a variation so that's another thing that you should try not to do okay just try not to just you know stay in your echo chamber try to get out of your echo chamber that's so important and trying to break away from what you've been doing and stop making boring websites make something that actually you know excites you at least and will of course get the results right but yeah all right let's go to number three look at uh, this is I'm not serious I'm serious I, this is what I wrote look at good stuff <laughs> try, try to pick out one and use that all right why did I say that now what I mean by that is when you're looking not just looking around the internet like if you're looking for example codemyui.com okay codemyui.com what that website is is it has a bunch of really cool CSS or JavaScript snippets that are like buttons, menus, or whatever. Like there's a lot of really cool inspirational um, web related, just totally web because it's all CSS and JavaScript, right? Uh, web, well, UI, so like buttons and you know that kind of stuff, right? And if you see something that you really like, hold on to that right and try to use that somehow on your website and that actually not only does code my UI provide a lot of really cool uh, micro interactions with with the user uh, it actually can become the basis of a lot of things all right now for example uh, the website our agency our agency's website markscreative.com.au is pretty good it's pretty good it's designed by our um, lead designer she doesn't work here anymore but she, yeah she was really good uh, and I really enjoyed working with her she designed she and I worked together she designed most of it I worked with her trying to get everything to work well and had some ideas she had some ideas we worked on that and we came up with markscreative.com.au we're very proud of that website our boss of course, he had a lot of input as well. We made it something that we are very proud of. It also was on the Divi Design Showcase as well for February of this year. So suffice to say, it's good. It's good. And oh yeah, Divi uh, Elegant Themes actually had a tutorial on how we made our X. Yeah, I, I put that up. I didn't put, no, I didn't put that up, did I? Anyways, so yeah, they even did a tutorial on that because they thought it was so cool. Um, but unfortunately we're not on like their customer showcase or whatever i i should ask i I'm, i think i asked. i don't know anyways so <clears throat> one thing that i get comments a lot oh yeah by the way before i get into that 
um, our website has been copied by at least two really obvious agencies in Australia. They copy, it's a blatant copy, two of them. One of them, pretty similar aesthetic. They know us personally and they did a total brand change and we're like, yeah, you fuckers, we know you sort of came, you got your inspiration from us, fuckers. Anyways, yeah, there are two very blatantly copied websites in Australia, design agencies or so they call themselves and it's just hilarious assholes fuck faces but thing is thing is now i mentioned this because of this on our website we have a really cool arrow all right a really cool button that has an arrow and you put your mouse over it the arrow um the lines move and then it becomes another new arrow in the back so it's a really cool animation now i got that from uh, code my UI type of place and I found that I said I'm gonna use this and I sort of took it made it mine and I, I had both directions because that code my UI um, I'm not sure if it's code my UI but I that inspiration that I found was only one direction I had to make it both directions and I had to alter a lot of the stuff so it'll fit my um, code base right my CSS and that arrow Oh, so many people has co have commented on that. They've all liked that arrow. It's a really cool arrow, all right? Now, first of all, I found a much easier way of doing that arrow. I can share that sometime, but it's a much easier way of doing that. And because that's my job, I find either easy or hard ways, but I find ways to make, you know, small things really cool. And uh, the, the agencies that try to copy us, those copycat assholes they all copied the arrow the arrow button none of them actually got the proper um, interactive hover states that I could do they couldn't do that ha fuck off that's why we know they're copycats all right now anyways like I said the, the arrow the arrow button that I made is actually really cool it works and it's a lot easier than the original arrow that I had so it's actually worth looking into. Um, I'll, I, I might share that some sometime. I don't know. I don't know when, but yeah. But the that's one thing that everybody wanted to copy. That's something that became like this really important, cool style, micro-interaction, and it just became the look and feel of the website. It became a very important part of the website, right? And that's what I mean. Find something that's really cool and hold on to that, find a way to use it properly, and once you get that excuse, you're like, oh, I'm gonna use this, and then you put that in there, you make it work with the rest of the website, and make it fit. That will give it that extra pop, and it will actually guide you down a certain path in how you put your website together. Right, for another example, like um, on, on also on our website, because there's so much stuff in there, um, so we have a, we have a logo that's just an X, right? And that X is in the header, right? If we, when we scroll, that header is white with a black X, but when we scroll, the first hero section is an image and the text on top of that image is white. So the black X, when the uh, header becomes transparent on scroll, it does, it just goes away on scroll. So all we, are, all we have left are the, um, uh, the logo and the, the hamburger and sandwich, I call it sandwich now. Um, but that X, when it's going over, 
over the hero section, over the image, it's black so you can't see it well. So what I did was I made it change to white when it's hovering over, when it's scrolling over the image. And when it scrolls back over to the text, where uh, the, the body where it's white, then it just goes back to black. That's another really cool thing. No, I don't think many people uh, commented on that, but I'm very proud of that. So it took so much, so much to get that done. Yeah, so there's a lot of, you can, you can find, if you have something that's really cool, try to find a way to make it work on your website and we'll give that extra, extra pop that will make the website unique. All right, all right, number four. Check out some print stuff. Now, thing is, design started with, I don't know, print, typography, a long time ago before we had websites, right? Before websites, we had books and newspapers and magazines. Those, a lot of them were text heavy, but they still were really good with typography and also really good with um, picking out a hero image, picking out the secondary image, you know, whatever, how, how they put things together, that is actually was done really well by people top of the game, the print graphic design game, you know, that kind of stuff. So check those out. Some, you, you, even just looking at magazines, you'll see a lot of really good uh, typography design and font pairings as well. So there's a lot of things you can learn from that and that can actually help you um, come up with a new style for something. And whenever you have a new idea you want to try out, it's a good challenge. Once you get that challenge, that's how you grow as either a designer or a developer. And try to try to find solutions for something. You know, it's just even, you know, like new website, try to do the same thing over and over and you're just like, ah, oh, just put the hero copy here and put a button, secondary hero button, secondary call to action button, and then put a contact form right here. And you keep doing the same shit over and over, it's just gonna get boring, right? So that's why this title is bored. Let's try not to do that. Let's try something else. So find something that excites you and just try to use that one thing, okay? A good inspiration source is books and magazines. Of course, they're all going away, but still, just um, go to your grandma's house and check them out. <laughs> all right, next, uh, last. This is um, it's a little easier than the other ones, but the idea is the same. Find something that looks cool, doesn't necessarily have to be exactly what you are trying to do, but anything that is different, you can implement that into your thing. In this case, number five is try out, try looking at other themes. For example, like go to ThemeForest. Go to um, ThemeForest and they have HTML templates, they have WordPress themes. Those themes, not all of them are good design, but a lot of them are pretty good and the designs that they have, they put up as their demo content is the best work that they've done. So those are actually pretty good. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be the same industry. Like if you're in a very, very specific industry, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be that, right? So what you can do is of course look at something, just look at the big blocks, look at the blocks, look at the text, see where things are and Swap out the words. Don't load the demo content. For that, go to episode nine, click, click, boom, 
and see what I have to say about that. But don't do that. What I want, what I think you should you should do is look at that and try to make it your layout and get find some cool parts about it and try to make it yours. All right, and then um, reinterpret it that as your design with the client's brand. That's another project that you can try. That's another challenge that you can try. So that will give you a unique, a new website, you know? So those are all pretty interesting ways that I think you can try to get some good lateral inspiration. And basically, don't try to get out of the rut. Look at other things. Websites, you can use anything as a layout and it'll work, you know? Just, and and yeah, so... Um, I think I think that'll help. I hope that helps, right? Okay, so um, some websites that you can check for some inspirations: uh, Pages.xyz, uh, SiteInspire.com, CodeMyUI.com, HTTPStir, <laughs> hipster, HTTPStir.net, Abduzido. I really like. It's a graphic design inspiration website, and they've been around for a very long time. It's one of my favorite websites. Abduzido. I'll have all the links on the post, so come to the post or check out the, the the podcast details and you will see the links. Go check out those websites, all right? If you have more suggestions, post them in comments and yeah, I, I, I'll find some more, I guess, but yeah, that, that'll be about it for now and um, let's go on to, I hope that helps, right? So just let me know if you need, if you have any ideas or if you want to, you know, run anything by me, but for now, let's go to news and articles. And we are back to news and articles. Let's check out the first article that I have for you guys. Um, number one. From the next web, this is about Facebook. Our uh, <laughs> Facebook. All right. Uh, the title is Facebook considers political ad limits after Twitter and Google take action. Okay. Now, Facebook uh, recently has gotten a lot of uh, backlash, a lot of um, criticism after Mark Zuckerface, fuckface. Um, told, I don't know, was it um, AOC, what's her name? Uh, AOC, Cortez, AOC, Ocasio-Cortez, Alex, uh, anyways, um, so a lot of senators, representatives, I don't know, people asked him questions and he was such a fuckface about it and he was such an asshole, people hated him. Like, thing is, like, Facebook is, I think, not just Facebook, but social media is a very important and new technology and communication method for us in this day and age. That it's it's a it's something that we need, but should probably be you know little you know the way that it's managed and the way that they make money and things. It's just it's it's going to be a very important problem for us to solve, and in this case. At least Google, Snapchat are trying to help with um, fact-checking fact checking ads and all that. 
um, Twitter and all that. So Twitter actually banned political ads, all political ads, which is interesting, right? But anyways, so um, Facebook is at least trying to do something. They are what one thing that they've done is they have changed the minimum ad target size from just hundred people to a few thousand. Before you could get really, really specific, get very, very granular controls on who to target with your ads. And if it's like a political ad or whatever, um, not even a political ad actually, but if whatever ad it is, if it's very specific, the results and the, the influence that that ad can have is would be a lot, lot stronger, right? So they've changed that from just a hundred to a few thousand. Oh well, yeah, that's fine. So yeah, they, they, they're trying to do something, um, but we'll see. I don't know. Mark Zuckerberg. Fuck face. Anyways, uh, let's go to do... <laughs> Anyways, that's... At least people are trying. Next is... I don't know how to read this. It's N-O-U-P-E. Nope. Is that how you say it? Nope. Nope.com? Nope. Oh, well. So this is this article is from November 1st, 2019, and it says the title is Seven Ways to Find a Niche for Your E-Commerce Store. Seven Ways to Find a Niche for Your E-Commerce Store. It's really important, isn't it? Research your competitors, of course, right? Find them, categorize them, what is their uh, customer experience, what's their market position, pricing, shipping. Now, the interesting thing about this article is number two, propose new solutions. And this is one of the things that I think this lady and founder, uh, I think I have video of her once on the podcast. Uh, I just posted a video. I didn't interview her or anything. But um, proposing new solutions, like the, an example here that they had is sunglasses that are designed to float, which is great because I've lost three sunglasses already in the ocean. <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to the ocean with sunglasses ever again because I've lost three already. So yeah, this sunglasses, these sunglasses might actually be pretty good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, untuck it. Men dress shirts often look a bit goofy and billowy when untucked. So this company made shirts that are designed to be worn untucked. What the fuck? I'm gonna check this website out. Untuck it. It's just short. Like it doesn't go all the way down. It just go. It just comes down to your waist. But that's nothing. All, all shirts like. Oh, anyways. So, new solutions because you find you look at a niche and then you know you find a new solution so that can be your main message, and that will be the thing that you nail into. You know. Uh, number three, whittle it down. Same thing as what I guess I'm saying. Whittle it down. Uh, determine profitability. Utilize analytics. Run tests, and rinse and repeat. So the other stuff, I, I yeah, yeah. But um, it's it's the 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 fun thing that I found about that I think I can take away from that article is you gotta find where you differentiate yourself and you use that to your advantage, right? So like for example, on my website, I teach code for well, styling codes for uh, Divi, right? So I teach CSS, I teach a lot more CSS, and I teach, I'm working on a SAS, SCSS course for Divi, which is uh, way more advanced than CSS. Um, and I'm also working on, uh, you know, another Divi for beginner stuff. But they're all, none of them use, like, 
the the hobbyist or beginner stuff. It actually uses it's actually on the same path of actually making and coding websites as a developer's approach. You know, so it's a little different. So I go into I keep with that niche. That's what I do. I teach um, styling. So it's a design approach to how a developer developer helping developers understand design work is sort of like how I would say it, I guess. Yeah. Something like that. So I have I have my own niche that I, I always do. So all my posts and all my tutorials are pretty much within that niche, you know? So I don't post stuff like a new Divi module uh, setting that I found. You know, I don't do any of that because that's not what I do on the website, you know? All right, so yeah, that's, uh, is, it, is it going well? Well, I do sell courses, but yeah, I mean, everybody wants to be a millionaire, right? $2.4 million, that's why I titled it that way. All right, next, uh, let's go to the next web. This is um, a certain part, category of next web called Plugged. And what it is, is it's, this article is called, titled Tesla, <laughs> you know what's gonna happen, right? Tesla unveils the wildly futuristic Cybertruck starting at $39,900. So $40,000 US. Yeah. So Cybertruck, it looks cybery. You know, it's really looks, yeah, it looks very different from anything you've seen. It looks like a small pyramid, geometric, low polygon rendered design you know it's really cool uh but it's really tough it was supposed to be tough um but then you know after they smashed the windows with sledgehammers and it was fine i guess elon musk felt confident enough to try to throw a steel ball at the window and during his presentation and it just totally shattered the window and elon musk was just like oh fucking god <laughs> That was the best part. And that actually made headlines everywhere. So there is no bad publicity for them, I guess. Yeah. All right. So um, it's, it's a fun read. Read about it. It's really cool. Just check out the car. Check out the website, I guess. And next we will go into resources. resources. This one is actually really good. Now, if you're actually interested in becoming a developer, a front-end developer, I am a front-end developer. Um, if you are actually interested in becoming a front-end developer, this link is very useful because this is the best YouTube channels for front-end developers. Unfortunately, they don't have my channel here, <laughs> but there's a lot of fun things here. Right now, you don't have to check them all out. You can subscribe to them, I guess, but one thing you can do is just make it a make it a habit, make it a point of watching one at least one video a day. You know, you might not understand it, you might not get it, just leave it on. Just try other stuff. Uh, try it out. If it doesn't work, just say, oh, fuck it, and just try something else the next day, you know? But at least try things. You'll learn something, you know? So there's a lot of channels here that are really good Check them out. It's really worth your time. I'm pretty sure. Okay? Yeah, that's it. So, check it out. Cool. Number um, two. That's not number two. 
Next website. This is firstwebdesigner.com, first with a one ST, webdesigner.com. And this one is titled Fascinating CSS Grid Layout Examples and Tutorials. There's a lot CSS Grid is taking the web development world by storm because it is so cool. Um, it is a two-dimensional way of plotting out layouts. Now, we don't necessarily need grids that much when you're developing with Divi because um, you don't need to plot the whole page. But if you actually start from scratch and you code HTML and PHP on your own and then you style the whole thing, grid is the way to go, right? It doesn't work necessarily well on Internet Explorer 11, but oh well, oh well. <clears throat> but anyways, Flex works well with Divi um, and the way that Divi is laid out on pages. Grid works better when you're making your whole page by yourself. But there are some really cool things that are just at least fun to check out. Okay, so like this isometric e-commerce grid is so cool. It's, it's, you know what isometric is, right? You know, like having the 3D in a 45 degree angle thing. They actually, it's so cool. You gotta check this one out. It's so cool. They got, you know, Qbert with the blocks and the little round octopus looking thing just jumping around? Qbert, the video game? It's like that. So you got a bunch of boxes and you put, in this example, they put the shoes on the box and then they put the brand on one side of the box and then the uh, title and price on the other. And it's all done with CSS Grid. It's really cool. Okay, so check that out. I think it's, it's at least interesting to see what you can do, you know? All right, cool. Next is um, illustrations.co, which is amazing that this guy got this website, this domain. Of course, it's not a .com, but still, illustrations.co. Come on, it's really cool, right? And this guy designed 100 awesome illustrations for 100 days of illustration challenge, and he is now releasing it for free. So you can download them in AI, SVG, PNG, and or EPS. Uh, it has a hundred illustrations. Some of them are really cool, like um, video game controller, Polaroid, mouse, iPod, printer, cassette tape, floppy disk, uh, Apple Watch, that kind of stuff, you know? And of course they have some Christmas stuff here, Halloween, um, old Macs and stuff. So these are things that you can download, make maybe use an SVG and put up on your website, use it somewhere, change the colors, make it fit your brand. So it's pretty cool. Uh, and I think you can check it out. I think you should check it out because it's cool. Okay, so this was actually a really short episode because um, the, the, the news and articles and the resources didn't take as much time as um, the other ones because I think I talked about the main topic for longer than the other episodes, but this one, we're talking about resources, not, not much to go with, so that's good. All right, so um, before we get into 50 minutes, I'm going to stop this right here, so thank you for joining me, and I'll see you in the next episode. Next one will be about developing on uh, developing WordPress, presumably using Divi, so we can talk about that later in episode 16, all right? I will see you then. Uh, thank you for joining me, and I'll see you then. Bye-bye.